The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Good morning. Good morning. Once again, I am very happy and pleased to be here with you all this morning. We have uh, an exciting guest uh, that I think... uh, You'll enjoy. Uh, again, Wellness Interactive, as uh, you may or may not know, is uh, a company dedicated to all things well. And what I mean by that is we have uh, the Wellness Lounge, which is a step further. That's one of our uh, brands that uh, is dedicated to uh, helping you to empower uh, your balance with mind, body, spirit. And so uh, we have a number of guests that will join us uh, every Monday, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. And these guests uh, are coming from various uh, professions, and I feel and, and think that uh, they can help you uh, to empower your navigation process to connect that whole mind-body-spirit based on what their success has been in the past. And uh, again, we have interviewed uh, professional athletes, we've interviewed pastors, we've interviewed dancers, but these are people you will not uh, uh, perhaps uh, find on uh, TV or uh, the huge media outlet that... uh, we share here in the United States, and it is an amazing media outlet. These are people that you will find here on the show that you won't find uh, possibly through those media outlets, and they have uh, information that uh, might be helpful. So, uh, again, it's the Wellness Lounge a step further. Uh, Wellness Interactive serves as a principal resource for corporations, organizations, and professionals interested in developing and implementing educational and sustainable programs that promote uh, a wellness lifestyle. The signature brand is the Wellness Lounge. It's a premier model for companies and organizations seeking to educate uh, employees, employers, and it's also a model for individuals. On that note, I would just like to share with you, uh, as I normally do, just a, a thought, uh, a thought, and the thought is uh, uh, something I engage with, of course, uh, at uh, uh, my place of worship, and uh, we had a guest uh, in, one of our uh, pastors who uh, invited another pastor to come in, and he spoke about 
kinds of minds for uh, scriptural mental health. And so the reason why I am uh, sharing this is because uh, you can always find uh, 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 spirituality and uh, mindset uh, with uh, your choice or whom with ever. Uh, or your readings, and this one in particular uh, you can find uh, in the Bible, actually. The readiness of mind, humility of mind, forwardness of mind, loneliness of mind, and humbleness of mind. And I say all that because our next, our guest here uh, is uh, the diversity director of uh, one of the largest industries, which is... uh, PGA of America, and he is uh, PGA Director of Business and Community Relations. His name is Ernie Ellison. He leads the PGA of America uh, major, the major initiative to provide resources, awareness, and opportunities for culturally diverse individuals, women, and the underserved to participate in the game and the business of golf under... uh, Ernie Ellison, uh, leadership, the PG of America has experienced notable progress in the areas of inclusion and community image. He is recognized as a key agent for change to ensure greater equality within the sport and business of golf. And golf has, uh, of course, uh, uh, been said to be a mind sport, and that's that is one of the reasons why I shared that with you. But thank you so much, uh, Ernie, for joining us this morning. And we uh, are so interested in hearing what you have to share with us. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. I really appreciate being on the Wellness Lounge. Oh, great. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, Ernie, I, um, again, I'm, I'm excited about uh, what you do, uh, the PGA of America being one of the top industries in the world, basically. And... Uh, you have, uh, uh, I, I should ask, is it a bit of a challenge to uh, now integrate, and I think you've been doing this for a few years, but a bit of a challenge to address and, and uh, integrate uh, communities around the country to raise the awareness of uh, golf and how helpful it can be. I'm interested in hearing your feedback uh, uh, on that uh, particular issue, but also I'd love to know uh, how you actually navigated your presence here in 2013 being the Director of Diversity and Community Relations. Hmm. Let's take the last question, which is how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Um, I, a little bit about my background. I started uh, my career with the IBM company, and uh, while I was with the IBM company, I was successful, uh, given opportunities to have international experience, and one of those experiences was when in the America's Far East, uh, working throughout you know, the Far East and the area of finance. Mm. And, and one of the persons that uh, I met in that path um, resigned from the IBM company and came to PGA of America. And when he came to PGA of America, uh, one of the challenges that PGA had was its image in the area of um, community and diversity. And 
um, if you go back to Shell Creek in, in 1990, uh, moving forward, there was another um, protest that took place mm-hmm. uh, in 96 at Louisville, Kentucky, uh, one of our golf properties there. Mm-hmm. And from that there, a decision was made that um, uh, the uh, association would focus more on diversity, inclusion, and uh, community. And what the 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 person who came from the IBM company decided to do was to go back to the IBM databases and see who's there that he can um, you know ask to come and work to be director of finance for the uh, PG of America. And my name mm-hmm. popped up. Um, mm-hmm. So um, they, they found me, and uh, I must, must say I had left IBM, you know, eight years earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but through their network of people, they found me and asked me if I would be willing to come down for an interview, and I uh, didn't know anything about the golf industry. So wow. in the process of um, I found out that he was here and he was a person behind it. And once I had a lot of conversations with uh the chief operating officer, uh, the chief uh, uh, executive officer, to understand what they were trying to accomplish, I actually um, decided to come in and, and uh, you know be part of that that movement. Uh, and was it a challenge at uh, the time? Uh, it 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 uh, you know I, I first of all I, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, mm-hmm. I had to, and see that's uh, so in, important to uh, share also because I think. Uh, as, uh, sometimes uh, we feel uh, that uh, we need to jump right into something and we need to know everything, and we don't. It is sometimes a learning process. Right. Uh, w- what I did know is that there was a uh, a lack, I was, oh, maybe lack is a strong word, but the appearance of lack of focus mm-hmm. on um, equal opportunities from business and also engagement within the community, and that the golf industry, especially PGA of America, uh, was uh, trying to change that, that, that around by, by being involved in certain uh, organizations and, and strategically aligning themselves with um, organizations that focus on primarily uh, youth in the areas of uh, golf. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought that was very, very um, uh, Exciting. Yes, and smart, uh, I think. Yeah, and, and smart, yeah, because they realized that they didn't have all the answers and they wanted to be part of that. But then once once I came in um, and uh, looking at it from a, a, a business perspective, uh, my thing was, yeah, we need to continue to be aligned, but we also need to look at how can we really be inclusive in the business side? You know, what is our supplier initiatives? Uh, how mm-hmm. do we engage communities to get them to believe that we're serious about inclusion. Um, and I, I say inclusion uh, as a stronger word than diversity. Right. Um, and I felt mm-hmm. that that was what we needed to be focusing on. So eventually, what the chief operating officer and the, and the CEO decided, at my recommendation, that we actually move me out of director of finance and create this uh, department uh, called Business and community relations, which is more or less corporate affairs, and mm-hmm. uh, under that concept, we mixed in foundation activities, um, the diversity with in itself, and, and also community, because we, we 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 wanted to to capitalize on what we saw at that time, the change in demographics. Even though it was not nearly as uh, 
as discussed then as it is now. Right. Um, so in, in doing that, the, the challenges, the first challenge that I, that I had was first understanding where do we want, how do we, what position do we want to be in? How do we want to go down this path and how do we um, uh, create believers internally and externally? Internally to say that, yeah, this is something we need to be doing and it's a strategic part of our mission, goals, and objectives. And externally that people who have always been excluded uh, truly believe that uh, we're serious about this whole entity. Yeah. So we start to to expand uh, our relationships externally and internally to accomplish that. And and believe it or not, it was uh, several years before I even uh, took a, a hard external presence because I didn't have a lot to say when I went out there and talked to people because I didn't feel that we were really convinced internally that we had the right goals and objectives in place to get there. Right. So it took some time uh, to pretty much evaluate uh, where uh, the PGA was truly going. Right. right. In yeah. this space. In this yes. space. Um, and, and we knew that we wanted golf to be relevant to uh, uh, everybody and, and mm-hmm. get them in the game. Uh, but just to say that without having some uh, ways of, of uh, creating a warmth, uh, a warming mm-hmm. environment, mm-hmm. Uh, was a little bit of a challenge. But I'm happy to say now that through all of this and where we are today, it, it, inclusion, diversity is a major, major focus of PGA of America. And let me explain PGA of America. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of... Um, uh, the golf industry is is made up of several major associations, even though we are still connected. Uh, PG of America is the organization that um, have the 27,000 men and women professionals that teach and manage the business of the game. We consider ourselves to be the experts in the business of golf. Uh, this weekend, a lot of your listeners may have watched the Masters. Yeah. Well, uh, the players... And that and the masters uh, are also members of our association, but they are not the ones that are managing the business. They're they're really promoting the game, and uh, we need them to be part of that process. But if you go to a golf course and walk into pro shop or get golf lessons, most likely the the professional there is a member of our association. Mm-hmm. So so we are, we're trying to you know, and and then you have the other bodies of golf, USGA the. Uh, the PGA Tour, we all work together for one common cause, that is to grow the game. Right. So on, on that note, uh, Ernie, then uh, uh, is the game all-inclusive when it uh, actually comes to uh, the community? And uh, I know, that obviously, this is your area and uh, on all levels. And so if you're walking into uh, a a golf uh, shop uh, at one of these amazing resorts, is it diverse? Is it diverse on every level, women, you know, minorities, uh, or is there also an opportunity to uh, create a platform within uh, certain communities that uh, will uh, carry the PGA license? Is that realistic, I guess? There has been um, a considerable amount of growth in in the in the uh, growth in, in inclusion 
Yeah, we're not there. Um, you know, there are many golf shops that you will go in, and many golf courses, courses you would go to, and you will not see a a, a female or a minority uh, as a PGA member. Um, but what we're doing is trying to change that by creating more uh, programs to entice younger people to become right. uh, consider a career in golf. And if you look at for a look at just the career aspect of golf, um, and I speak personally on this, I had no idea that one could have a career in golf until I came into golf. And this was after many years right. of, as a professional. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the challenges that we had was how do we uh, now tell the story and create the path for a young person or a female right. to have a career in golf? And, uh, and and one of those paths now is that we do have uh, twenty universities that offer a degree in golf management. Yes, this is so exciting. I yeah. when you I, I found out about that. I just, yeah. Uh, and and if I look at the still look at the demographics of the of those universities, um, we do have one historically black college, and we have other universities that do have a high percentage of of, of diversity in the university. But still, if you look at the number of minority and and female students that are attending the university, it pretty much follows the same uh, uh, percentages that we have as a membership. So so we're starting to be more aggressive in communicating at a younger age and also to parents mm-hmm. that there are career options within the golf industry. And hopefully, uh, over the long run, we will see more, if you go to a resort uh, uh, facility or go to a private golf course or go to a public golf course, you will see more and more uh, persons of color and are uh, females, and and we're not working on this alone. Uh, right. We have a lot of partners right. that are, the industry, mm-hmm. uh, the golf companies, mm-hmm. are helping us to uh, with with funding in many cases for a young professional that we have worked with to become a PGA member, help them with employment, and continue to help them to progress through the stages of membership. And and to to become a member of our association, it really takes about uh, you know through college processes four and a half years, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, if you go through other processes, it can be up to five years to become a member, because we're we're, we're developing uh, business persons, business right. persons in golf. It's not just to people that are playing golf. But these are persons that we want to be able to run and create positive impacts on the bottom lines of golf companies and also to help them become uh, a financial career for them, for themselves and their families. Oh, excellent. I uh, just have to say that you have done an amazing um, job. Uh, also, Sandy Cross, you all are just... It, I see the difference. Uh, I've seen the difference in just uh, the past three or four years. So um, uh, hats off to you. You know, Desiree. Uh, just I've, amazing. Uh, on that note, I, I hear the music for a break. Uh, we'll be back uh, in just a, a couple of minutes uh, uh, speaking with uh, Mr. Ernie Ellison from PGA of America. Thank you. We'll return in a few moments.
This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge, a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Hello. We're here again speaking with uh, Ernest, Ernie, <laughs> Ernest, Ernie Ellison from the PGA of America, and Ernie is sharing with us uh, the whole navigation process of uh, uh, his space and, and getting to the PGA of America and where uh, they are right now. And I think we were speaking about, uh, I mentioned uh, how you and Sandy Cross, is, uh, Cross, you all are doing such an amazing job uh, with this presence of uh, uh, the PGA of America and, and the communities, uh, surrounding communities throughout the country. Um, what do you uh, think, where do you think the support comes from? Well, uh, Sandy Cross is a remarkable young lady, and she is uh, heading up our women's initiative mm-hmm. to get more women involved in the game. Um, but, you know, to be successful in this space of community inclusion and all of this has to come from the top. And, and our uh, we, we have a board of directors where diversity is, is discussed and inclusion is, is discussed. And we have even a, a national committee that uh, represent in, uh, industry leaders as well as non-industry, I mean, golf industry leaders as well as non-golf industry leaders. And we, we, we uh, share uh, how can we collectively move the agenda. But it is uh, at our board level, at the um, at the executive uh, directors, uh, the, the, the chief executive officers level, it is an important element, and and one of the key reasons it is important is because the the world is changing. It is becoming uh, yes. more and more uh, diverse, 
uh, with and, and our target audience uh, to sustain the growth of our business, and this is collectively around the industry, mm-hmm. is uh, finding ways to attract and retain uh, golfers who have uh, decided to not play the game, but new golfers uh, coming from uh, women and mm-hmm. uh, the various uh, minority uh, groups. So, mm-hmm. and we, we we just can't look out there and say, "Oh, y'all come." But mm-hmm. what what are you doing to make it comfortable for people to want to be part of this industry? And we spend well, a lot of time on that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, uh, your platform uh, for the diversity of champions, there, or you can certainly. Uh, explain it much more eloquent than than myself uh uh you have uh, an amazing initiative uh that uh i, I was uh, so thrilled to be a part of last year and uh i'd love for you to speak uh about uh your initiative the, uh, yeah thank you desiree um the, we realize that at pj of america we can't do it alone Mm-hmm. So we look at our partners. Our partners are, you know, whether they are sponsoring partners or whether our partners are um, uh, industry like the USGA, PGA Tour, and and the World Golf Foundation, and others. How can, as well as you know, your your TaylorMades and your you know your Nikes and all the companies that produce. How can we come together and understand uh, and share best practices? On diversity and inclusion, and and uh, I will say this too: golf is made up of the golf industry is made up of a lot of different companies. It's not just one company. It's not just one association. Right. Mm-hmm. So w- collectively, we try to do things and, and and for a common cause. In many cases, growing the game and diversity is another one. Uh, so this conference is designed to bring in expertise from other industries. Uh, to and other companies, and many of the companies that are coming in are not our partners, but they have mm-hmm. been very successful in uh, the diversity and inclusion space, and we are looking at these executives to come in and share that what they consider to be the best practices to help us accelerate our efforts in golf, and, they, and we're also bringing in um, the resource uh, organizations and businesses and what have you that are in this space to connect us with, mm-hmm. if we wanted to, to uh, where do you go to get um, a senior executive that of color? Well, we're gonna we want to have a couple organizations there that their their expertise is providing those type of resources. Right, uh, I think it's brilliant. It's excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't all rely on uh, opening a book uh, to look for women or minorities. Right. There, and, right. and so I think uh, this platform uh, that you have uh, created is it's just. It's it's wonderful. It's excellent, and I'll be there again. My company will yeah. be there. Well, <laughs> and you. you know, I I um, you spoke about uh, the many partners, and my experience, of course, with the PGA uh, uh, of America has always been um, just positive. And again, I love what you all are doing. I love uh, uh, that uh, um, you invite uh, people out. You know, you, you invite professionals out. You're always engaging. It was great to uh, attend the Ryder Cup, you know. Uh, I thought uh, at the time, I said, geez, well, we could be in a conference room uh, someplace uh, in Florida as opposed to inviting uh, 
me or other business professionals to the Ryder Cup. So I think um, what uh, uh, you and Sandy and, uh, of course, the team, uh, uh, you have a, a plan. And so I say all that because uh, I have engaged with people who uh, may not think or feel that it's really happening. And so this is one of the reasons why I so uh, enjoy enjoy speaking with you because I know that it's happening. I know that it's happening in a big uh, way where it is now um, inclusive, uh, but taking time on different levels. Now, I'd like to get more also into discussing the actual uh, communities at large, which what communities uh, beyond uh, uh, the platforms that we just spoke about, uh, the educational platform, universities, and so on? What about local communities? I say this because there are many associations, uh, obviously, that aren't uh, uh, partners with the PGA, but uh, thousands of people playing golf uh, you, all around the country. And what uh, would you say to them if they want to become members, there are so many organizations, especially minority organizations. There are a lot of golfers, believe it or not, and some minorities don't really believe that, but there are a lot of minority golfers and there are a lot of women who are golfing. How do we get, uh, and, and I, I understand the initiative for families and, and uh, young people, but how do, how do you uh, get uh, us older people <laughs> or senior people to look at uh, the game of golf uh, and uh, partnering or becoming a member of the PGA? Uh, well, um, that's a very, very interesting question. <laughs> different, different answers. <laughs> well, I've been known to ask yeah. some interesting questions. At least that's what they tell uh, me now. <laughs> well, well I, there's one part I can answer very quickly, and then I would like to get into another part of your question. Okay. The part on becoming a member. Um, that that uh, One of the prerequisites to become a member of the association, mm-hmm. uh, PGA of America, is uh, your playing skills. You mm-hmm. have to pass the playabilities test. And um, um, that is, uh, you, you shoot a certain score, and there's a score set for women and a score set, set for men. And then you go through the educational process to become a member. It's not a process where you just sign up and say, I want to be a member, let me pay my dues. Right, because and I'm, member. yeah. yeah that, that's earlier. important that yeah. our listeners yeah. should know yeah. this because, yeah. right. So, now. So, but there, I only ask, too, because there are golfers out there uh, they golf well, and they can become members. You know, yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah. excellent golfers. Well, the other part of that is part of that membership process is you also must work in the industry. So mm-hmm. employment becomes another element of becoming a member of the association. And uh, so there are certain stages you cannot complete without employment in the industry. And I'm, I'm happy to have uh, you know to provide uh, information on anyone who's interested in. And, and learning, or they can go to our website, which is pga pga dot uh, com, and look up membership, uh, become a PGA member, and the information is there. the The other part on engagement, uh, uh, the playing side, uh, getting more people to play the game. Uh, uh, over the last three, maybe four years now, uh, we have been on this uh, initiative. It was called Golf 2.0, and it's designed to get more people to play the game. We have come up with some very interesting programs to, for engagement. 
And the one that uh, is, has been the most exciting is uh, Get Golf Ready. Uh, mm. and Get mm-hmm. Golf Ready is a, is a nice little five-week program mm-hmm. uh, where you get uh, trained by a PGA professional or an LPGA professional. And in there, yeah, I think it's like $99 or something like that, but you get on-course experience. You play with people and, and playing skills similar to yours, are, you know, and, and you, you become engaged in the game. And the whole purpose is to make it easy for one to, to, uh, to create a stronger interest and, and passion to play mm-hmm. and stay with the game. And that program has been very successful, and it's it's, uh, it's it's throughout the U.S. So you can again go to the website and get information on that. The the, the 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 part of engagement that uh, I think is extremely important is how do we make golf more relevant? Um, and if you take a look at some of the key issues that are affecting our communities, especially mm-hmm. our youth, <laughs> is keeping kids in school to graduate, yeah. obesity. Uh, and all the other things that society is working on, we feel that golf should also play a major role in that. Um, and so we have an initiative which, uh, under our philanthropic side is called REACH. Mm-hmm. And it reaches recreation, education, awareness, community, and health. Uh, Beautiful. And as we move around at our major events, we are... Uh, this this program itself came together, uh, and and as part of our uh, community outreach in St. Louis, so we're hosting a PGA senior a senior PGA championship there in May of this year, and then we're going back in 2018 for the PGA championship. So what we've seen over time by creating a more of a, 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 a we, we always had community relations uh, outreach where we get organizations to invite charitable organizations to our events. But now we, we've started to learn that it's, it's, we need to do more than just get organizations there. We need to figure right. out how we can become part of the fix uh, in education and health. And so each community that we have an event, and even now throughout many of our 41 sections, uh, there are uh, there's a focus on education and wellness, and we even have partners that are now focused specifically on those areas, um, and, and and we're starting to see some results. There's some there there are some uh, community-based initiatives that we have started, where we actually uh, uh, bring kids into the program that are uh, having challenges in terms of staying on track and mm-hmm. making good grades, and we we found that. The more we uh, give them golf and work with them on a one-on-one basis in partnership with other organizations, mm-hmm. the higher the, gra- up, the higher the graduation rate becomes of those kids. And, excellent, uh, excellent. So, so and those it, are very. I think that obviously it's it's very important. Uh, the uh, educational platform reach. I, I love that. Um, it, it, when you're um, doing uh, the engaging uh, engagement or or uh, you have major plans, I hope, uh, long-term for these communities. Where would uh, an organization, a local community organization, find you all? How can uh, we or, or an organization get you, you all to participate locally in their community? Is there um, something they should do uh, 
immediately or uh, is this, do you have plans for uh, many of uh, these programs to be implemented throughout the country or? Yes, uh, we're working on what that plan is now. Um, The PGM of America has a great delivery tool um, in that we have, you know, the 27,000 member members, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but we have 41 sections, and each of these sections now are strategically located across the U.S., and uh, we are working to develop how to uh, better engage the sections on this centralized uh, program called REACH. We don't, I don't have all the answers now, but mm-hmm. uh, we're testing okay. this model in a couple communities, and probably within the next six to six months to a year, we will have it all designed, and there will most likely, knowing PGA of America, we have a specific website called Reach. Uh, PGA mm-hmm. is the program is called PGA Reach now, okay. um, and uh, and I think that uh, in a, in a few uh, months we will be able to answer that question uh, clear. Uh, mm-hmm. But the concept is is really impacting lives. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's an excellent concept. I uh, also. Uh, think that uh, it's so needed because um, our families, our parents, our kids are communi- com- uh, competing with, with just so much now where uh, you just need downtime. <laughs> you know, and what I mean by competing, it's either they're on computers, and we all need computers, or they're doing social network. We need that too. But just to have uh, a sport that allows you to not only um, – and engage uh, on on a level of uh, uh, expertise and mind body. That's because I'm so you know me. I'm really into that the mind body spirit. I think golf is one of those sports that allows you to do that, and you can uh, uh, engage with the, your families on on green. It's an outdoor sport that uh, you know to me. Uh, I love uh, sports. I'm a sports fan for all sports, but when uh, I'm out on the green, it's it's just amazing because uh, you can have 40,000 people at the Ryder Cup or 100,000. It doesn't matter. If it rains, people are still there. (laughs) And I think it's just just a beautiful way to uh, get so connected to uh, what uh, the physical presence is about, including the mind presence. What, it, what is that about? It, uh, it, I'm going to keep going. You can be out there for hours. And I think kids should know, uh, nowadays kids should know uh, that um, an outdoor sport can be uh, relaxing and engaging and helpful for the mindset. I don't know how this comment I'm going to make is going to fit into you, but but if you take uh, the elements of the components of golf that are so important, and that's the uh, honesty, integrity, mm-hmm. uh, and the self-determination, the drive, all those things, I think, are very mind-building. Uh, it it creates an asset in, in your mind that you can do these things yeah. and do it in the right way. Yeah. Um, it, the golf is a, is a game that you call a penalty on yourself. Well, there's no other sports that would do that, you know, and and and, and so yes. so there's there's a set of, of 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 values that come from the game that I think uh, certainly is is strengthening of the mind because you, mm-hmm. you have a you, you you your decision process is well what are my options you know uh, if 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 I am in a position on the golf course I have and I'm in a, a, a terrible position 
there are ways you can consult to get options instead of just acting. You have to think what should be the best option to keep mm-hmm. me in compliance. Wow. Uh, and and I, I, I if I were to uh, associate that with with mind, body, and soul, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any, any of the sports that will help you build those assets. Uh, exactly. To make the right decision um, uh, as 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 golf can. And, you know, that's it's just so eloquently said because uh, these are also the values that uh, children, young people uh, can use. Uh, th- th- these are, uh, you know, honesty, integrity. We all grew up with that. And uh, it's just so important to be sure that we're um, uh, continuing to uh, help our children or help our young people navigate uh, what our parents had given us. Uh, On that note, we'll be right back. We're going to break for commercial, and we're speaking with uh, Ernie Ellison from PGA America. Thank you. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Hello uh, again. We're here with uh, Ernie Ellison from PGA of America. And uh, Ernie, I'd love to uh, speak more about uh, where we left off, uh, honesty and and uh, integrity of the game and how, uh, how that uh, can be helpful to children and or young people and families. Uh, can you speak uh, just a little more about that? Because I'm sure I'll probably get a call and, and someone will say, oh, well, you know, basketball, football, baseball, all these other sports, uh, they have honest, honesty and, and uh, integrity, and they do. But I think um, uh, to engage young people 
there is a certain presence with with golf that uh, I like, which is more interactive. You're you're out there on the green, and yes, you do uh, certain things that uh, require uh, a little uh, more effort and honesty and integrity. Can you speak more about that? Uh, yes, um, the the rules of the game uh, are, are the, the p- part of what we're we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are rules that have been established, and they're tweaked every now and then. But every golfer are to apply, apply the same set of rules, and 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 where you know in this game of golf, because those rules are so um, apparent. Uh, People who play golf try to always make sure they're in compliance with those rules. So the element of, of, of honesty is always there. Now, some of us, uh, we may do some things that are not totally in, within the rules, uh, but it, on the umbrella of, of making a decision, you look at your options. And, uh, and I think by doing that, it, it carries over into the other aspects of your life. And you, you can hear many executives say that, if they really want to know uh, uh, whether they should hire someone, they'll take them to the golf course. Uh, ah, I love that. Golf course, I didn't know that. Excellent. Yeah. Well, you, you learn uh, a little bit about the decision-making. You learn about their patience. Uh, you learn whether you want them to be part of your team. Do they throw clubs, uh, get angry and out of control? <laughs> uh, uh, do they cheat? You know, if, if they, if, if, <laughs> do they, you know, Call the shots as they are. Well, you know that probably explains uh, why uh, you had your your business uh, platform uh, at the Ryder Cup. Uh, I'll tell you, walking I don't know how many <laughs> a couple of miles just to get to the meeting. That was uh, uh, patience. You need to have patience. To your point, uh, yeah, but that was anyway. crowd control there. That was. <laughs> I'm just saying, I loved it. I was like, okay, <laughs> wow. But I, I thought. Uh, I thought that was excellent. So you know, the other part is that there's a respect for the other person uh, in in the game of golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're playing with someone, you try not to walk in their line of putting. Uh, you, you, ah. you you maintain a little quietness while they are playing their shots. So it's being wow. respectful. Uh, so if you, if I make a decision on someone that I want to be a friend or have a relationship with, a business mm-hmm. relationship with, yeah, I mean, you can learn a lot from him on a golf course. Uh, yeah, you know what? I love it. I it. Hey, <laughs> I think uh, I'll, I'll definitely uh, make sure that uh, I might use that in the future. But, you know, I cannot uh, let this go without asking you about Tiger puts, uh, I'm reading a headline from yesterday, Tiger puts balls in wrong place again, <laughs> to your point. I don't know if you want to speak about that, but you were just... Uh, Talking about the uh, integrity and uh, of the game, obviously no one uh, has uh, more integrity for the game uh, than Tiger. But I'm just thinking, why was there such a big deal about that? Well, I I, I have to rely on the you know, the the committee that analyzed this because uh, mm-hmm. in their decision, right? I I, I don't have a comment on it. I, I okay. think that they handled this uh, the best they felt was uh, suitable for the situation. And um, uh, on my personal feeling, I, I don't think Tiger would do anything that would violate the rules, it, and normally so. Uh, you know, he's, he has great integrity of the game. He's probably one of the most astute persons about the rules because he has right. to be. 
Exactly. He's a champion. So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel very comfortable with the decision that was made by uh, the mm-hmm. uh, the committee at, at, mm-hmm. uh, at, the, the, at the Masters. Right. No, I... I understand that i get that so i just um uh also would like to uh ask you uh about um uh the a little bit of the history in minorities and in golf and uh only because uh i had the pleasure of meeting uh pete uh, mcdaniel and he's uh an amazing author and uh i oh, the book is is excellent too on uh uh, the history of uh, minorities in golf, and um, you uh, also will uh, in May, I believe, uh, uh, have a, a platform to uh, engage with uh, a little of our history. In that, uh, some uh, people may not know or realize we have uh, professionals uh, from other sports who play golf. Uh, can you elaborate more on that? Um, yes. Professional athletes from other sports who play golf very well. Yes, uh, we do. Um, and you know, when when all this fell, go to golf, right? <laughs> golf is sport. <laughs> oh my gosh, I like that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it's it's amazing the number of athletes in other sports that that oh. are golfers and mm. are taking up the game. And, and that, mm. that's good for our sport because they become ambassadors for the game. Yeah. Um, and, and, and relative to the, the history of, of blacks in golf, uh, there's a very rich history of blacks in golf. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and we're starting to tell more of those stories. Pete's book and a couple of books, Dr. Dr. Sinat's book and a few other books, mm-hmm. have been written to let us understand that it that golf has been in the in the African American uh, community for for many years. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that that there were certain barriers that prohibited inclusion of of, of uh, blacks. But uh, and, and and we're still suffering a little bit from those those mm-hmm. barriers. But but PG of America has uh, done is doing what we can to correct that, and we are getting support of organizations uh, as well as Pete. Pete's a great supporter of, of mm-hmm. PG of America. So so, but the stories that uh, are now being told is uh, what 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 are what what did the blacks do to change uh, the 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 complexity of golf and what were their contributions? There there is a, 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 a the World Golf uh, Hall of Fame, uh, PJ of America, USGA, and, and a few mm-hmm. other organizations. We're working on a traveling exhibit to tell the story of uh, blacks in golf. Excellent. And, uh, hmm. uh, that should be coming out pretty soon. We're actually trying to raise more money to make that happen, but it will be a travel exhibit as well as an exhibit at the World Golf Hall of Fame itself in the St. Augustine. Wow. It's just that important that we uh, tell this, get the stories correct and let, let mm-hmm. the uh, average person understand that that uh, blacks had a major role in, in, in the game of golf. Uh, uh, and, 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 you know, PJ of America, because of the, you know, we had the Caucasian Clause that prohibited blacks from playing. Mm-hmm. And then in 19, uh, it was removed in 1961 
but uh, two year, but 2009, we actually uh, brought in, uh, we, we identified uh, some key people that made a significant contribution to changing the uh, Caucasian clause, again, that removed, mm-hmm. and uh, we gave them posthumous membership. And mm-hmm. what that did was it brought closure to the families that were affected. These are people that struggle to for equality in the, in the in the game of golf. All they wanted to do was to play the game. And right. after the Caucasian clause, they were too old to become a member. They they didn't want to be bothered with it. So we felt it was appropriate to go back and say, "Listen, we're sorry, and we want you to become members of our association." Well, the mm-hmm. families of those uh, pioneers have become friends of PGA, and they are now telling a story that we are not the same organization that we used to be. We really are trying to mm-hmm. to, to do the right thing and be more inclusive. But we still have a journey. It is a long journey, and uh, we can't get there overnight, and so right. we, we're, we're, we're moving forward. Yes, I, I, I think so, too. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's doing it. Excellent job in moving forward. Can you speak um, uh, for a moment about uh, uh, Joe Lewis? Um, uh, because you had uh, uh, his son, I believe, was it yes. Joe Lewis? It, with last year um, at your conference uh, receiving an award. Well, uh, Joe Lewis, uh, the, you know, the Brown Bomber, yes. boxer. Um, use his celebrity status to create opportunities for blacks to play golf. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the individuals that we honored in 2009 by giving him posthumous uh, honorary PGA membership. Um, and, and, uh, and, and, and Joe was a great golfer, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, but his son, Joe Lewis Barrel, is the chief executive officer for the First Tee, and the First Tee is an international youth-based program to teach uh, kids uh, how to play golf, but they use the values of the game as the attraction, Uh, how to use the integrity, uh, the uh, honesty, and all those elements to attract kids into the game and retain them. Uh, And we consider this program to be the our, our key uh, diversity initiative, because half of this, the kids in this program are ethnic minorities, right. and a, a large percentage, I think around half, are females as well. Mm. So we, 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 it's supported by the industry, and uh, Joe Lewis is the is the the primary person uh, that's making this happen. And wow. to show you the importance of this. Uh, Joe is uh, uh, reports into the the World Golf Hall of Fame, World Golf Foundation, where is which is the umbrella organization for all of the uh, uh, key associations to come together on a common philanthropic goal. Hmm. Uh, but a very important person, very very uh, knowledgeable and, and a rich history uh, in, in golf in his, with his family, uh, his father primarily, and uh, we're very proud of Joe. Oh, beautiful. Excellent, and I again, it's just you're doing such a great job in in uh, really reaching out on all levels uh, of inclusion uh, and uh, as much as possible. Uh, And to be honest with you, I don't, I really don't know uh, uh, too many. 
platforms, uh, rather being uh, uh, sports or any other business that uh, will look at all levels of inclusion. I, I love that. It's, it's excellent. Now, I'm also anxious to hear uh, uh, what the feedback is uh, from children or for, from young people. Do you all conduct surveys or what do they say about the game? And uh, I know that obviously they show up. You've got uh, wonderful programs happening. Um, and I believe there was just, uh, uh, you mentioned uh, the collegiate uh, uh, program, the, collegiate, uh, the college program um, uh, that you all uh, support. I just would love to hear, and maybe the listeners would love to hear, what uh, the feedback is from uh, young people. Uh, I don't have any, any uh, survey data, but from... Uh, our experiences in working with the different uh, community-based organizations. When we do a clinic in the community, we do find that the kids, a large percentage of kids, want to continue to learn more about the game. Mm. And, and one of our challenges is is access and affordability. Uh, you know, so we're looking at alternative ways now to bring golf into a community. It doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a golf course in order to learn learn golf. It could be a golf. Oh, excellent! Program. Okay. Um, and so we're looking at doing that. Um, excellent, excellent. Well, uh, Mr. Ellison, you have certainly covered uh, so much. Uh, uh, <laughs> with uh, PGA of America, and again, I think you all are doing an excellent job. And for our listeners who uh, did not have uh, all this information, uh, uh, I'm sure, or I hope it uh, was uh, definitely helpful. It, well, it is helpful because uh, it, you can always uh, find us again. The show will be repeated. You can find us uh, by going online to the Voice America Empowerment Channel, but you can also find us at uh, wellnessinteractive.com uh, to listen again if you like to Mr. Ellison's uh, uh, information. And uh, I just want to thank you for well, thank sharing. You. Thank you very much. I really appreciate this opportunity uh, and because we're trying – we like we need partners like you to hit, get the message out there that golf is fun and that it does offer opportunities um, if only you would understand a little bit more about what the, what they are. So we welcome this opportunity to speak to your audience. Well, thank you. And all Ernie. the best with you and your wellness lounge. Okay. Thank you. Certainly appreciate it. And I look forward to having you back. I hope you come back at some point, okay? Thank you. Thank you. We'll speak to you all next week at uh, 9 a.m. at uh, the Wellness Lounge, a step further, connecting our whole mind, body, spirit on every platform, every professional platform. And uh, next week, we'll see you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life. <laughs>